0: This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, a baseball blast from the past with an eye on the future in politics. Steve Garvey. He wore Dodger blue in the 1970s and 80s, and now he's taking a swing at running for Senate in a deep blue state, California. But Steve Garvey's Republican red, so that makes him an underdog in his first political campaign for the seat late Senator Dianne Feinstein held until her death last September. The primary is March 5th, and it's open to both parties. So Garvey has to defeat Democrats to get onto the ballot in November, and three of his challengers are Democrats in Congress. Adam Schiff and Katie Porter and Barbara Lee. The top two voting in this primary in March advance, and polls show that Garvey is on the rise. Now, the conversation about that Senate California race and why he's running with a little bit of baseball mixed in was too long to fit into the Rundown podcast the other day. So, today, we can give you the whole interview, and we hope you come back for more of these extras every weekend. And, of course, the Rundown podcast, Monday through Friday, we have... One that goes out in the morning and one that goes out in the evening. And now baseball star turns senate candidate Steve Garvey on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us on the Fox News Rundown is Steve Garvey. You probably know him as a baseball legend from the Los Angeles Dodgers of the 1970s and 80s, and then the San Diego Padres. He won a World Series with the Dodgers in 1981. Now he's hoping for a new career in Washington. He is a candidate for a U.S. Senate seat in the state of California. There is a primary in two months, March the 5th. Steve, first of all, thanks very much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So you're now trying to get to the U.S. Senate. You've been in baseball for a long time. Why now do you want to make your first entrance into politics?
1: Well, that's always uh, not only the first question, but a great question. And, um, you know, as we briefly talked about, uh, this wonderful life I've had. And, you know, I first came to California September 1st of 1969. Uh, The Dodgers called me up and I put that Dodger uniform on for the first time, and my uh, my dream came true. I had previously been a, a bat boy in spring training in the 50s and early 60s, so I got to the starting line, so to speak, and had a wonderful 20-year career in Los Angeles and San Diego, uh, and as you said, uh, won championships, uh, played on great teams with great players and great managers, uh, but more importantly, I learned how to, how to build teams, and... Uh, and then, in my late seventies and late seventies um I started to uh, to get a voice in the community. Um, people knew pretty much who Steve Garvey was and is, and um you know how how commonsensical I am and and somebody who uh, believes in giving back, so I started working with charities and foundations in the community, and then, after I retired uh started building businesses uh with uh, Garvey Media Group. Um, and always been in and around uh, politics, uh, going back to uh, the congressional baseball game every year and coaching there. And and uh, I have a great picture behind me of myself and about forty congressmen and women uh, with an opening prayer in the outfield. So uh, always been concerned. And then early this year, uh, I woke up one morning and turned the TV on and, and saw the. The terrible discourse between our leaders in, in Washington, a dysfunctional Washington with career politicians who, who I didn't feel were representing me or my fellow Californians or Americans, are more concerned about the, the business of politics and not about the policies that were, uh, going to improve the quality of life, and I decided to, um, to quietly look for. Uh, voices that would give me advice as to whether there would be a pathway for somebody like myself, uh, who's a moderate and and somebody who really feels deeply about the people. And uh, it took us four or five months, and then uh, a little less than three months ago, I decided to run. and, and In the short amount of time, we've we've gained in the polls. We've got great momentum. Uh, we're in second place at about nineteen percent, and the people are starting to stand up. We've walked the state of. Uh, of California, we've talked to individuals, uh, to families, to small businesses, to big businesses, and listened to what their frustrations are. You know, and, and Wall Street and Main Street are uh, are, are 180. Uh, what you see on Wall Street, and we've had a, a very good market is not what the people uh, feel that are getting up in the morning and, and putting breakfast on the table and going to the gas station and going to work and then trying to find a way to, to, uh, to get their kids into a good school. So uh, we're off and running at great momentum. Um, so is inflation think- in the economy your biggest issue as you
0: try to win a Senate seat?
1: Well, there are three things. The economy, uh, crime in the streets, um the border is uh is we're right here on the border so we're on the front lines every day uh and um education you know these things are so very very important uh about the quality of life and people have been in a malaise here in california it's very easy to wake up in the morning and see the weather and the mountains and the ocean and and to um just say oh well it'll get better and then all of a sudden at the end of the month they're seven eight nine hundred dollars Uh, in the red. Uh, They're not able to save. They're not able to save for the college their children may want to go to. Um, And then we have the homeless issue, um, which 35 percent or almost 40 percent of the homeless uh, in America are here in California. Yeah, it's been a big issue in San Francisco,
0: right? Right, Steve, in San Francisco, I know, in Los Angeles as well. But it's not something that anyone has seemed to be able to, to, to get a handle on. Why is that?
1: Well, because it is a challenge. It's 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 a, it's, a uh, it's an issue that deals with a lot of compassion um, and our elected leaders don't really want to deal with it. So they throw money at it and they start off by saying, well, we're finding shelter. Well, if you look at the two main issues that affect homelessness, it's drugs and mental health. And oh yes, we want to we want a place for for the homeless to to be able to go to and be warm and be fed and so forth, but we need to put together a program that that takes the homeless off the streets that um, that starts to integrate them back into society, both physically, mentally, and spiritually, uh, so that they can be productive again. You know, it's it's about productivity in our lives. When we feel that nobody cares about us. Uh, feels like we, when we can't contribute to the world around us, that's when we start to spiral. So uh, homelessness, the border, um, setting all-time records every day. We did a uh, a tour the other day with uh, Congressman Isa for about four hours on the border in San Diego, Ote Mesa to the ocean. And uh, the great U.S. border men and women and ICE are doing a fabulous job, but they're just overwhelmed.
0: Yeah. I mean, we had that record number that crossed in December. I know there's a delegation of, of dozens of House Republicans in Eagle Pass, Texas, visiting the border uh, on Wednesday. They, they did that. So
1: what would you want
0: done? If you were a senator, what would you vote for?
1: Well, I would vote to uh, secure the border um, and then put in place uh, a pathway for immigrants to come to this country. We we always forget there are millions of immigrants who have gone through a process of uh, contacting the authorities in their country and have signed all the papers and are sitting waiting to come to this country legally and we're letting in hundreds of thousands of people illegally Uh, we've got to get back to common sense and and get back to treating people that uh, are, are doing things the right way uh in our streets the law and order people who are uh, who are uh, adhering to the law uh, as opposed to those that aren't and they're not getting prosecuted and they're not getting tried and they're put back on the streets again. So in terms of the border, we have to do that. We have to secure, get a better pathway in, uh, get their documentation so that they don't go in front of a court seven or eight years from now uh, concerning amnesty or asylum. Let's get that down to six months. Um, let's get back to the things that really work in our society. And that's what I'm going to focus on. Common sense policies and and, and bills uh, that'll get us back to we the people feeling good about our lives again. You are a Republican
0: running for the Senate in California. There has not been an elected statewide Republican, I think what, since Arnold Schwarzenegger is a governor. And that's almost 20 years ago. It's not an easy thing to run from the right in California. How do you overcome what some of your uh, prior Republicans running were not able to do.
1: Well, you know, I'm pretty close to the center in terms of being a moderate because, you know, I always say when I took the field, I didn't take it for Democrats or Republicans or independents, libertarians. I took the field for all the fans, and now I'm running for all the people. And people know me over these 50 years. They know I care about each and every one of them. So, you know, this, this Steve Garvey campaign... Is really focusing on the quality of life for all the people. And I dare say my opponents can't say that they're running for all the people. Um, my opposition, when they vote in, in Congress, they're voting 96, 97% down party party line. And um, and I guarantee you that won't be the percentage that I vote because I'll look at look at a policy, I'll look at a bill, and I'll determine whether it's good for all the people and I'll vote my conscience.
0: What about? conservative republicans in california hear that and say well wait a minute we don't want a guy who's gonna vote democrat half the time
1: <laughs> well not half the time <laughs> or, or uh, whatever percentage you know. want they know who i am uh i, I always kid i've got a couple of uh, brooks Brothers suits in my uh, closet but uh <laughs> but you know when you when you have a profession like I did. I and mean, you had 20, 30, 40,000 people go to work with you every day and they see you get up to bat and they see you fail and succeed, but that you get up every time when you do fail and you keep swinging and, uh, and you see that you build a team around you and, and you're entertaining the fans. I always said, we're in the, uh, in the memory business and people every day come up to me and say, Garb, you know, I remember this day or that day or, or, or even thank you for running you know, uh, we're proud of you for running because California hasn't had that other voice. There's only been one voice. Uh, it's been extremely left and people feel they've been suppressed. So they've been looking for somebody. Uh, they found them. I said, uh, I'd love for you to be the wind beneath my wings. Uh, and I remember the days when California was the heartbeat of America. And it's just a murmur now, but it can, can be the heartbeat again. And, it, and we can do that in a relatively short amount of time if the people stand up. And they tell Washington what they want and not letting Washington tell them what they're getting. And they should be happy for that. And they should want to pay more taxes. That's not the way this works.
0: There have been a lot of stories written the last couple of years about people leaving California, wanting to go to Texas or red states. I know that Governor Newsom has tried to push back on that, saying a lot of people have come to California in the last couple of years. What changed in your state? Why did it move left in the last couple of decades like it has
1: well i think it's been a pretty good game plan um i think you it starts with uh with education um it starts with uh and things like a jungle primary uh where it isn't the republican against the democrat it's the top two vote getters uh and i think that uh what's important is that we really start to get back like i said before the things that really work uh two opposing voices. Let me let me give you a story about, I was at a White House uh, luncheon, state luncheon for the um, president of Ireland back in 84. And I got to sit at uh, President Ronald Reagan's table and, and two seats away was Tip O'Neill. And I had Justice Sandra Day O'Connor on one side and Marina Howard on the other. And, but I watched the interaction between Reagan and and Tip O'Neill. And uh Two men opposed in terms of ideology, right. but two men who, who, men who battered back and forth and you saw had a mutual respect for each other and ultimately uh, worked out a relationship that was best for the people of this country and, and best for Californians. So I think we have to get back to that. We have to get back to civility, uh, where people respect each other, respect opinions, but work towards a consensus that uh, ends up turning this around starting in California and, and, and going throughout the country. Uh, people standing up and saying, we're tired of it. We've had enough of this. Let's get back to what works for America. Have you had Republicans
0: in this campaign ask you who you're supporting in the race for president? I know, of course, the former president, Donald Trump, is leading in a lot of the polls or almost all the polls. Have you have you
1: sided with any of them? I have it because... If you think about it, this arguably is the toughest seat in America for somebody like myself, it. And I'm not a career politician. Right. Um, I'm going to only uh, have one term when I'm elected next next January. But those six years, will see me going to up to bat, so to speak, every day uh, for the Californians that I, I live with and and I, and I've been a part of in the state, and for Americans and um my opponents can't say that so that pathway that i talked about earlier in our conversation we found that pathway people are standing up we're building momentum i think our opposition is uh is very very concerned and um by the time march 5th comes you know we we want to win march 5th and then go on to november and and be the next elected u.s senator from california
0: yeah you talk about jungle primary so you're you're vying for one of two spots the two spots on the ballot now it isn't like you said it's not a republican versus a democrat there's a chance that two democrats and there are three members of congress from the left who are running also against you i mean you have to get ahead
1: of two of them probably not easy no it's not um because I haven't had 25 years, or 15 years, or 12 years of, of being a career politician and, and messaging. But uh, what comes with that is, is a fresh new voice uh, with fresh ideas uh, that is not beholding to um, any entity, so to speak, um, who will, again, be every day going to bat for all the people of California and subsequently all the people of this country. So um, that's what we'll be messaging. Uh, it's extremely difficult. We take nothing for granted. Uh, campaigning is very, very unique now as opposed to what it was a generation ago. Uh, but I think that you know, having Californians see me day in and day out over the last 50 years, know what they're getting. And, uh, and that's why when they come up to me and say they're proud of me for running um, and we'll do anything we can to support you is, like I said before, the wind beneath my wings.
0: Now, you said you would only have one term. You don't hear that very often from someone who's running for an office. Why only one term, and what uh,
1: what would you want to accomplish in one term? Well, you know, it's always been my philosophy about life, that I want to make a difference in life. You know, the two most important days of our life are the day we're born and the day we realized why and i started to realize that in the late 70s when um, i played on great teams and successful teams and was individually successful and started to talk about you know this being blessed with this great game of baseball and and then started traveling around the world representing you know the united states and 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 talking about this great country and people would say where are you from? I'd say California. And they would say, oh, California, how great is California? And I used to say it is a heartbeat. This is where companies bring their products and services to be tested. And if uh Californians like them, you know, people are gonna buy it. Uh so we're gonna be relentless because we actually believe that uh what I'm doing and what I'll do every day in the Senate uh will be looking at issues. Uh, talking with people and then making a decision based on um, the quality of life for the people I represent. But why
0: only one term? Why would you limit yourself now?
1: Well, I'll be uh, I'll be eighty one. Um, I'm vibrant. I'm healthy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Isn't that President Biden's there? Right, you're right there. But, you're, but that's uh, what President
0: biden is running for re-election at that age, right?
1: That's that's right. But you know, I I'm a. Uh, uh, meritocracy type of guy. You know, I, I would want those six years at the end when people say what kind of a, uh, of a senator was he that I, that I was a Steve Garvey senator, that, uh, that people respected, uh, they admired, uh, they believed that I gave 100% every day, uh, and that I, I believed in this country. And maybe that's the bottom line. Uh, in making this decision. I love my country so much. And, you know, I love my state so much that at this time in my life, and I've had a wonderful life to step up in uh, the daunting task of running for U.S. Senate in California, but believing that I can make a difference will be uh, what will take us to Washington. You think you can even win over Giants fans? (laughs) <laughs> well, you know.
0: You played against them your we whole career. Closed the
1: deal, we closed the deal was two Giant fans came up to me in, in uh, on this wonderful shopping street where we live. And they had Giant hats on. They said, Gar, we hate the Dodgers, but we'll vote for you. I said, well, that's <laughs> two. And the Padres, too. I mean, you, you played them with San Diego, too. Oh, sure. Yeah, with San Diego. Well, you know, I mean, eventually in the next, uh, probably by the end of February till March 5th, uh a concentrated amount of time will be in LA county orange county and san diego county with the density of people and you know i uh, i used to work in the shadows of uh, city hall in la and in the shadows of city hall in san diego and spent a tremendous amount of time in uh in the Arnie Ca- orange county area and i think that's why my opponents are very very concerned because of the uh, of the uh of you know the fan base but the the base of californians that know me and believe that i can make a difference
0: all right, I have to ask you, in this offseason in baseball, yeah. your old team, the Dodgers, broke the bank. They have signed two Japanese players to record contracts. Obviously, Shohei Otani, $700 million, which is hard to believe. And then uh, they got Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and he's going to get you know $325 million or whatever. Is it... Hard to believe these kinds of contracts for a guy like you who played, you know, decades ago. Well, what would it what would I be worth, you know? I, <laughs> I mean, you signed I a six million dollar free I won, agent contract. I won
1: MVPs and World Series and Gold Gloves and so forth, but uh you know that's what we're talking about. Yeah, the capitalism, uh free market, uh, meritocracy, uh it's the entertainment business. And believe me, uh, a hedge fund like Guggenheim Partners that owns the Dodgers. Uh, probably wouldn't be paying this uh, unless they thought that he, especially Otani, uh, because of a known quantity, uh, could make that kind of impact um, on the baseball world and and, and globally. So um, yes, it it is a, a significant amount of uh, money, uh, but I dare say you know, uh, Mr. Otani is going to take what six hundred eighty million, you know, at the end. Um, yeah, it's he probably amazing. won't be living in California at that time. So. No, no, no. He's <laughs> going to be in Japan, and unless you know. I can get the tax situation changed around and uh, get him to stay here forever.
0: So. Yeah. Well, uh, that. Yeah. I mean, he's trying to avoid obviously a lot of taxes, to income tax in the state of California. Do you think baseball's as good now
1: as it was when you were playing? Do you like the game still? I love the game. Uh, I love the game of baseball. Uh, there have been some changes made over the years. But, you know, the one true constant in America over the last, you know, 125 years has been baseball and, and through wars and depressions and up and down economy and different presidents and ideologies. Uh, the constant has been baseball. Nine innings, 27 outs and one more run. Um, our national pastime, you know, the, remember that old campaign campaign? Uh, Baseball, apple pie, hot dogs, and Chevrolet. Well, it's probably Tesla now, but. Uh, oh, and football, the other, maybe the other even. Three Steve? are pretty constant. I mean, football, <laughs> a lot of people think football has replaced
0: baseball as our national pastime.
1: About 18 games compared to 162. I mean, really, those guys, they have it. It's a piece of cake working once a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. sure they don't quite see it that way. Steve Garvey, yeah, probably not.
0: Yeah. former Dodgers and Padres, great. Now a candidate for the U.S. Senate in California and the Republican running in a March 5th primary. Thank you very much for joining us. We wish you uh, uh, well in your endeavor and we'll hope to talk to you if you're the nominee or one of the nominees. We hope to talk to you down the road. We surely will.
1: And remember, SteveGarvey.com.
0: Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.